Hi, I'm Sophie. Welcome to Hello Hillel. I'm here with Neva Haber. She's our guest today, and we're going to talk a little bit about Israel. Neva, hello. Welcome to Hello Hillel, the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. We're, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, today we're going to be talking about Israel. Neva, why don't you tell the listeners where you are right now? I am in Israel. Whoa, (laughs) that's crazy. It's very fitting. (laughs) Yeah, it's very fitting that we are talking about Israel and I'm here today. So it's going to be exciting. So why don't you talk first a little bit, like if I could just ask about your connection to Israel um, and like what you're doing there this semester. I mean, like obviously you decided to just go hang this semester, which is awesome. but why don't you tell us just a little bit, like, just give us, like, a little debrief on what you're doing out there um, and how that's going. Yeah, sounds good. So I, I guess I decided to learn remotely uh, for this semester, um, and I wanted to take advantage of the fact that we can learn from anywhere in the world, technically, um, corona permitting. So um, because my father and my sister both live in Israel, I thought that this was the perfect opportunity to you know, be close to family um, and be in Israel for a longer period of time than I've ever been before and really just take advantage of the fact that I can do this and live in a different place while learning on Zoom. So it's been really fun so far. I've actually been here since last March, so it's been a while. Um, I wasn't originally going to, yeah, I wasn't originally going to stay this long, um, but I've been having so much fun, so I did decide to stay for the semester as well. So, um, yeah, it's the longest I've ever been in Israel, um, and it's exciting, yeah. That's so cool. That's great. So, um, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but how is it being on Zoom, like, in terms of time difference? How has that been going? This is, like, just a curiosity thing. Like, I already know the answer, but... For the listeners like how has that been like in terms of learn from anywhere yeah i guess it's very it's it's not as bad as i feel like people might think um for those who don't know it is seven hours ahead of boston and new york time so i think that you know when i was planning my classes i kind of already knew i was most likely going to stay in israel so i really just tried to plan ahead as much as i could so I signed up for all the 8 a.m. classes that I possibly can, and I really <laughs> tried to not sign up for the 6.30 to 9.30 a.m. classes because I knew that that would be way too much. Um, yeah. And then I guess, yeah, I guess like going forward throughout the semester, um, a lot of professors were very, very lenient and very accommodating to the time difference. So um, in terms of like attendance and watching, you know, the recorded recorded videos versus attending live. So I think I definitely had flexibility. Um, But it has been tough, you know, sometimes, I guess, um, because all my classes are at night, uh, when my friends here are hanging out, I sometimes have to leave (laughs) and just attend a Zoom or, yeah, but at the same time, I love it because it does open up my entire day. The earliest lecture that I have is at 3 p.m., So if you wake up pretty early at like eight or nine, you have the entire day pretty much to kind of just either study or go on a hike or go into the city and go to a cafe. So it really opens up a lot of, you know, like options that I definitely did not have before. So overall, it's pretty good. That's so good. Wow. Well, I love that. And now that 
you, we've like oriented you geographically. Um, just a quick icebreaker I already told you about. Um, we do a segment called Bubby's Kitchen. Every guest who comes on the podcast has to say what their favorite Jewish or Israeli food is and a connection that they have with it and like how they feel about it. Um, for example, mine, poppy seed hamantashen, because I love Purim, and my mom, it's my mom's favorite pastry, so we always, like, eat it together. That's, like, that's easy, basic, as far as it has to go, but what are you thinking? Yeah, so I think mine is definitely, um, like, I was gonna say hummus, uh, excuse the Israeli accent, um, Love, love that. It's definitely because, I guess, my dad always makes it homemade. Um, so Oof. every single time I visit him and he makes it, it's super fun. It's very homey, and I guess it's very like it brings a lot of like good memories. I guess when I'm eating it in Boston and I'm, you know, remembering the great times um, in Israel with my dad. So uh, oh, yeah, I love definitely. that. Wow, yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, definitely the thing that strikes me. My one memory of when I went to Israel one time. Well, I have a lot of memories because I was like twelve, <laughs> but. The main one is like eating like the best food of my life so I can totally feel that um, so to move it back to Boston a little bit um, why don't like can you talk a little bit about what it's like to kind of be Israeli on campus and if you're involved with anything um, and like I guess like what role Hill plays in that but just generally speaking as well yeah so um, I guess it's really great that there are so many you know like like, I guess, Jewish events and things that are, are happening on campus. And I definitely was able to partake in a bunch of different organizations that are pro-Israel. Um, and so, for example, I, you know, attended, like, Israel Fest that BU Students for Israel held. Um, I went my freshman year. And I also got involved with Hillel. I took a JLF class also my freshman year. And then sophomore year I was part of coffee crew and then this year I'm taking another JLF class which has been super cool so yeah that's we're in that one together that was <laughs> yeah. yeah um so like I guess I just try to get involved um and that's how I kind of keep up with I guess my my, my Judaism and my Israeli side um and I guess I also am involved with Tamid group um it's not religious mm. affiliated, but it is pro-Israel. We work with Israeli startup companies, so that's been really cool too. Um, in addition to connecting with Israel um, on a religious level, I also get to on a, on a, on a professional level uh, through consulting yeah. projects. So that's a, that has also been super fun as well. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like there's so many things that BU offers. Um, so taking advantage of it and really getting involved and meeting new people I guess that's how I've kept I guess connected yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's so good wow no I love that um and so growing up like did you guys speak like to just like vastly change the direction I guess did you guys like speak Hebrew um with your dad or with your family at all like was that like a home language for you yeah, so um, I guess quick family history. Um, my parents were actually married in Israel and then lived there for a bunch of years. And my sister was born there. And then they moved to New York where I was born. So growing up, nice. we definitely had and embodied the Israeli culture. Um, we always spoke Hebrew at home. Um, we always had like Israeli salad and like all this, yes. <laughs> I guess, 
the 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 good food that accompanies it. Um, and so I did speak growing up, and then um, at a certain point, I guess I stopped speaking Hebrew at home, but I I yeah. still understood. And I guess also every single summer, since I do have a lot of relatives in Israel, um, every summer we would go to Israel. So I would able I was able to really grow up with my cousins and you know really get connected to my aunts and my uncles. Um, so I guess growing up, it, I, although it was in New York, it was still very much Israeli. I like that. It's very international. I kind of get that. My family is not Israeli, but. My mother is from Argentina, so I did have that kind of language thing going on. It's very, like, legit for, like, that feeling to be like, oh, we talked at home, but then I kind of lost it. Um, well, I didn't lose it because I always understood, but then I would, like, always understand it, but, like, sometimes have trouble speaking it. But then it's like you go back, and then it kind of comes back. You talk to relatives, and it comes back, and you're like, okay, I got this. Exactly how I feel. I mean, I definitely don't speak it as much anymore, especially in college. Um, there's not many people that I speak Hebrew with. Um, but, you know, coming to Israel every summer or on breaks, uh, you practice it and it kind of just comes back naturally. And after being in Israel now yeah. for so long, it has definitely gotten better. I even started texting in Hebrew, which has honestly been a huge milestone. It, I was so proud. Whoa. Whoa, that's crazy. Though That was the one thing I was always trying to do last year and a little bit this year with Hillel is like trying to learn Hebrew. And I remember Bar, the new Israel fellow, and she got here. I was like, okay, well, I have to get to know her, but it's hard because we're not in the building. So I was like, okay, I'll just go text her. And so I tried to send her this like long text in Hebrew as best as I'm able really not qualified to do that like it's really <laughs> bad but I was like okay well you tried you really gave it your best um and so I guess moving away from Israel a little bit um in terms of like I mean I guess you talked about it a little bit but like we do JLF together we're in the same JLF course and you've mentioned that you've done a couple um and I don't know I guess I'm just wondering like this is like a very vague and like nonsensical question, but like it's like how's it going with Hillel this semester being so far away and being like Yeah, remote? so I actually think that Hillel has done a really great job of offering, you know, virtual events and like I yeah. guess classes, um, as well as in person. So it really gives people the flexibility. Um, so yeah, the JLF class that we do together is on Zoom, which has been really great. Um, and I actually enjoyed it um, after speaking with Sarah on our one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I told her how I loved, you know, being in the smaller breakout rooms and actually meeting new people on campus, even though I'm so far away. Um, yeah. So that has been super fun. No, totally. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I was on campus, I'd be a little bit more involved. Um, I think this kind of arches yeah. into the idea that it's super hard to stay connected um, when you're super far away and remote. Um, yeah. I definitely uh, think it's challenging and I'm still kind of working through it. Uh, but having the JLF class has been really yeah. nice to, you know, like really keep me like connected because I, I am there every week. Um, so in that way, I think it, yeah. it has helped for sure. Um, but in, a, in general, mm -hmm. it is still pretty tough um, with like other clubs yeah. and organizations that I am a part of. Yeah, and it just occurred to me, like, just, literally just now, that 
our JLF class is at 5 p.m. Eastern time, so you are, like, it is the middle of the night right there. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah, I almost wild. fell asleep at the last one. I had the longest day, and I was, like, in bed, like, on the Zoom, and, like, I was trying so hard to, you know, <laughs> like, be awake. Um, be <laughs> and, like, I was active. Like, it's fun. When you get to the small <laughs> breakout rooms and you're talking and, like, it's, like, you're meeting someone new, you're talking about cool ideas, um, it's... It, it is fun, and it, it, like, woke me up, but there yeah. was a certain point where I was, like, almost drifting off. That would, that would be very difficult for me. You have my major props. I would be, like, that, like, being in that class, like, it's a great class. I love that JLF class. It's totally awesome, but, like, being in that class specifically, when we talk about, like, sickness and death in Judaism, it sounds a lot more depressing than it is. Um, at, when I'm in my bed, I would be, like, I can't can't do it like that would be wild for me um so major snaps for that so you've said that you've spent every summer in Israel um or lots of summers rather um and so you have friends there because it sounds like you're hanging out with people and you have family there um which is so nice um do you think do you see yourself like continuing to kind of spend a lot of time there as an adult I guess, like, I'm not asking, per se, if there's a chance you move there, but I know a lot of students, I've actually met, like, a, a lot of students at Hillel who are like, yeah, I'm gonna do it, like, I'm gonna make Aliyah, and I'm gonna head there after graduation, or I'm gonna enlist in the IDF, so personally, like, what, what are your, what are your vibes with that? That's a stupid yeah. way to phrase it, but you yeah, get it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that it is definitely a loaded question that I have been asked a lot like I, I don't think I've ever been asked this question so much like within the past few months like even people here have constantly been asking me and I've been getting perspectives of whether to join the army or do me or doing all these different things um and my response is always this it's always I really have no idea but I'm open to it so like yeah. I like I guess for me, it really depends, I guess, what career I end up going into and what fits best. Um, and I do, I definitely mm. know that at some point I will be, like, in Israel as an adult. Um, but for how long and how and why, I really, I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah. But I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess I just really don't know. And I'll tell you the thing is that I love Israel and I love being here and living here um, and I definitely will miss it but I, I think that because you know when you embody two different cultures sometimes it's very tough because for example when I'm here there's obviously things that I'm missing that are back home in New York and in Boston um, but when I'm in New York or yeah. in Boston there are definitely things that I'm missing that are part of the culture that are back in Israel so it's always very kind of like 50-50 and sometimes that's like that's a tough situation to be in because you're never fully like this is where I'm meant to be like this is it like I don't think I'll ever have that feeling but I think looking into the future I definitely can see myself going back and forth perhaps um right now I'm like looking into perhaps going into consulting so I know that there are consulting firms that have offices for example in Tel Aviv so like who knows maybe I'll be yeah. traveling back and forth um no that thing you said about like um always kind of like being kind of a part of two different cultures and always kind of missing one or like missing parts of one or the other it's funny I mean like I totally just like felt exact when you said that I was like oh my god like I that was like so such an apt way to yeah, put it yeah and I think you know? that it doesn't um, 
I guess you don't really have to feel like you're one, like one identity over the other. Like even if, for example, like even if someone, for example, didn't yeah. like really connect one hundred percent to like one of their like like ethnicities, I guess like. But there's still one part of that that you do like and enjoy. You can still miss it and like want it, you know, and like try to incorporate yeah. it. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I totally feel that. No, I just like felt that a lot. It was like, okay, yeah, like I, I wish like, it sounds really nice like to get to spend a lot of time there. Like nine months is a very long time. Y- yeah. Um, to get to hang out there. So. Yeah. I love that. It's funny because I actually didn't plan on coming to Israel, let alone stay this long. I guess it's a pretty long story in itself, but essentially I went on vacation with three of my friends uh, for three days. Like, I didn't even have a suitcase. I just had, like, a backpack, and I shared a suitcase with another friend. Um, and, Uh. And the morning of the day that we were supposed to leave, BU sent out that email of don't come back to campus because of coronavirus and that same week uh it started in new york like the whole epicenter started in new york so that oh yeah yeah. so that specific day like it was in the middle of spring break um i ended up calling my dad and my sister and i was like listen i don't have to go back to school and so they were like why don't you just come to israel and at that point israel already started like restrictions and lockdowns um prior to america So, like, they already felt the pandemic a lot more prior than we did. Um, So they knew that it was going to be, like, a lot bigger than I expected, I guess, at that time. So they ended up convincing me to buy a flight straight from from where I was, from Miami, straight to Tel Aviv. So I didn't even go home. So I literally came to Tel Aviv with, like, a backpack of, like, (laughs) like three days worth of clothes. Wow, that's crazy. Um, Literally nothing. Um, That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it was very spontaneous, um, but it's been really fun, and yeah. I have, like, the broadest possible question, um, and you kind of already answered it, but, like, I guess, like, what does Israel mean to you, especially now that you've had this experience where you've been there for so long and will continue to be there for a little longer? Like, what is it, in, like, the broadest possible sense, what does it mean to you? Like, what place does it hold for you? Um... take your time that's like such a a really great question I think that I've had a lot of time to actually think about this um and I will say this that my time specifically like the past like since March has definitely been the most like special and unique time I've ever been in Israel uh like when I'm comparing it to the times I've been before um honestly because usually when I come to Israel in the summers or for winter break um, I don't come for long, like maybe a month or two, and when I do, I'm usually, for example, in Tel Aviv, and I know so many people from high school and from New York and from college that are there, so I'm never really integrating with, like, the Israelis. I was always just hanging out with, like, my American friends, but in Tel Aviv, um, and that was kind of just how Israel always was for me, and so, in addition to, like, seeing my family, so for me, Israel before was just a place to, okay, like, visit all my family and then hang out with my American friends in a different country. Like, that's kind of, like, my experiences were before. Um, And then 
coming to yeah. Israel in a pandemic where there were literally no Americans here. Like, all the Americans that were in Israel left, and, like, I came. <laughs> like, and instead of being in Tel Aviv, for example, I'm living with my sister in a student village in the middle of the desert in the Negev in Israel. Um, and that in itself is already different than, you know, the typical Tel Aviv that I was used to. So going from Boston and Miami and New York straight to the middle of the desert was also pretty tough. And, yeah. and, um, so, sorry, I guess I'm, like, trying to, like, like, answer your question and, like... Say whatever yeah, you okay. want. No, whatever you want. So, I guess... Like, off the bat, the location is very different. And what was really special for me now and, like, up until right now was this student village that I've been living with with my sister. Um, there's this very strong sense of community. And I think that this experience has really shaped my idea and my understanding of what it is like to live in Israel and what, for me, Israel is at this point. It's very much the community. Um... I think that I haven't really experienced this before I got here, so I'll just give you an example that, like, shows you, I guess, what I'm, like, trying to get at, is that this, like, student village is, like, 50, 60 people all kind of living together, everyone's a student. For example, if someone goes into quarantine because they were, like, in contact with corona, for example, like, everyone around you will say, okay, do you need anything from the grocery store, and they'll, like, bring you something, or, like... For example, one of our friends just gave birth and they had this whole Excel sheet where people would sign up for what food they're bringing for every single meal for like the next two weeks after she gave birth. So like you would like make something and like drop it off at like the time that you signed up. So like this new family literally had food and they didn't have to worry about making food for like two weeks after. Um, and that just like really shows you like wow. the sense of community. Like people really wanted to help and like make a difference and just like the environment is very open like no one locks their doors like everything's open you need a cup of flour like you go to your neighbors or to like someone's house you knock on the door like hey do you have a cup of flour I'm making cookies and then you bring them a cookie after like it's very it's just a very different vibe and community than than what I'm used to I guess especially coming from college like I feel like in Boston, not in Boston, but, like, in general, in colleges, everything is very individualized. Like, everything's about you. Like, your yeah. major, what you're doing, your resume, your GPA, which is fine, and that's just, like, the American mentality. But going from everything that's super individualistic into a community that's very much about helping other people, like, helping... I guess this community is, like, obviously taking care of yourself, but also trying to help people around you and like doing it because it makes you happy like to help other someone else and that's very very different than what I was used to in America so I guess wow yeah I guess that that's really what's changed um and I guess I know that that's going to be something that I miss uh, when I do leave um but I do hope it's something that I bring when I do come back so I guess I will Aww. miss it but I definitely am like much more aware of it and like the power that it holds so even though I won't perhaps be in a community like this again in Boston I can still bring like the ideals and like the things that I've enjoyed to do here back to there if that makes sense um, wow yeah yeah no that makes perfect sense that was so eloquent <laughs> I threw like this massive question at you and you were like okay I'm just gonna roll and I'm like that sounds 
beautiful like that sounds totally that sounds amazing wow well what a strong way to like kind of wrap yeah. up I feel like that was like so like that was so like interesting to hear about because like this idea of like individualism is very like present right now here at least um and like we're all kind of I think fighting against it or trying to fight against it because that's such a problem right now for the coronavirus so I think like that's so fascinating to hear about like I wouldn't even have thought of that um wow so I love that it's been a major pleasure to have you Neva like I've loved this episode so much this has been great yeah I had a lot of fun um, too um thank you for having me and I'm really happy you reached out and I guess I'll see you tomorrow no, at JLF <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow at JLF last class so excited no this is wild because we did not know each other at all before this I just was like I'm just gonna dm her during JLF and see how it works out um, so I'm so glad it did. Um, but yeah, to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, this has been really lovely. This has been Hello Hillel, our podcast about Jewish life on campus uh, for and by students. So thank you for tuning in and I'll see you again soon.